is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the reputation rock star, Todd Collins. In three, two, one. Big Justin Nabazna from Ways and Google. How you doing, buddy? Todd, how you doing? <laughs> Good, bud. Sounds like a hurricane over there. Yeah, I got that. Uh, just uh, getting organized here. Got uh, my Bluetooth headphones in, trying to make sure I'm organized so you can hear me clearly. How am I? How am I sounding to you? You sound awesome, buddy. You sound awesome. Thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. I know a lot of our listeners are one. They're all using Waze. Two probably super confused by how to advertise on ways and make it make sense to their business, especially restaurants. Um, and I'm hoping that this podcast and this episode can help kind of drive some light and maybe even answer some questions because how many times do you really get to talk to somebody who actually works and or worked at Google? Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I'm excited. I, I'm happy that, uh, one, we have active ways users, and then two, to provide any type of information I can from the inside. Yeah, man. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself first, just kind of start off. Like, how did you get into the industry? How did you, know, how did you get started with Google and Waze? And, and, or I guess you got started with Google, and then you kind of transitioned into Waze as that launched, as Google bought Waze. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So I uh, started off at Google about uh, two and a half years ago, um, came out of my MBA, I uh, was hired with the agency partner team on the Google side. So I was working with um, a lot of the premier partners uh, from Google, with from the agency, reseller, channel, media companies that uh, work with them uh, to help them, one, grow their business, but also um, apply all of the Google products and applications into use for all of their clients and advertisers. Um, after After about a year and a half of that, I was approached by ways um, to kind of run the channel partner program here, um, you know, did the interviews. Uh, it was a good fit. And I joined here about a year ago um, to do that. So we started off uh, our, our local small medium business team in New York City. Um, and we've been going ever since. So uh, SMB in, in Waze Ads has only been around for a short time, but we're growing fast and we're excited to see where the future goes. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, uh, we, our agency jumped on it, you know, I, I think I feel like pretty early, I saw a, a massive amount of value in it, um, just from the from the get go. Um, and I remember when I reached out to you, you know, I was super excited about getting started with it. And, and, and to me, it was a very, very easy thing. And it, to me, it's such an easy sale, and such an easy buy for a restaurant. Uh, and, and not even just a restaurant, but anybody that has a vertical where they have customers that are driving by. They're trying to drive real traffic into their business. I mean, here's the deal, and, and, and I don't care what anybody says. I've got a car. It's got a navigation system. It has the ability to pull in mobile applications. I still use Waze to get to where I want to go if I don't know where I'm going, one. 
Two, I use it even when I know where I'm going because I want to know where the police are. And I want to know <laughs> traffic jams and things like that. And I think that's such a great value. And it, and uh, I, I, I think the younger generations of people that are taking over and have, ta- have, have put into these succession plans for the businesses that maybe their parents operated, I, I think they see a lot of value in it. They probably use it themselves. They just don't know how to get started. I, I think it's very easy to get started, even if you're not going to go through um, a channel partner like, like us. But even if you want to do it yourself, it's very easy to get started. It's very simple. You're the head of channel partnerships. You're the guy who talks to all the agencies out there that offer this product. This, I mean, it's just an amazing product to me. Offers this product to their clients. Um, restaurants specifically, because that's one of our major, I would say our biggest niches, our biggest verticals that we operate in is, is restaurants, you know, Give me a little bit more of like, you know, why they need it in a, like in, the, in that in that industry from a representative standpoint, like handling like, the, you know, obviously we handle a lot of their social media and things like that. But why is Waze such a, an added value? Yeah, it's a good point. So uh, I, restaurants, uh, first off, is our biggest vertical on Waze uh, by far because we see the most success um, in terms of branding and in terms of driving in-store traffic. And I think that's the key right there in, in the sense that restaurants need people in their stores um, in order to uh, provide value, right? You need to go to the, you know, to go to the restaurant, to eat the food, or you need to order from a restaurant to get the food. And Waze is great at bringing people into the doors. And we do that via targeting people on the roads while they're either going to pass your store or restaurant, or they're right near it. And then we hit them with um, a local advertisement that lets them know like, Hey, you know, our restaurant is serving, X, Y, and Z, why don't you come on in? Or you can hit them with a promotional offer saying, hey, if you come on in, we'll give you a free cup of coffee with breakfast or whatever those little things may be to entice somebody that maybe uh, is looking for a meal but doesn't really recognize the fact of, of your restaurant being re- nearby with a great promotional offer. You hit them in that moment of need when they're hungry, when they're looking for food, and that could be enough to sway them to come to your store. And then once they're in your restaurant and they love your food, they're gonna have, you're going to have repeat fitness and you're going to have some lifetime value to those customers. So um, there's a lot of value in terms of getting your brand out there, getting your locations out there. So people knowing where your locations are and what brand, uh, what kind of brand value you provide. And then also some sort of messaging to get people actually into the doors. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. So I, the one thing that I try to explain to my clients is look, Facebook, Instagram, even ways, this is awareness advertising and I posted something on my particular Facebook page the other day. And I said, look, if you're not using Waze, why? And I said, let me give you three reasons. People are on their phones all the time. People are in their cars all the time. People are on their phones in their cars all the time. So why would you not invest in an advertising standpoint, especially that you guys are partnered with Spotify where you can listen to Spotify and integrate that with your ways. It's yeah. just, it's just, it does not get any more to me detailed and wireframe down better than that advertising platform. There's a couple other ones, but from an awareness standpoint, I think a local awareness standpoint, it's, it's literally one of the best ways to do it. Yeah, and we've seen uh, we've seen great results too. I mean, uh, we have studies that show that one third of all of our ads 
will hit drivers that live within six miles of your location. So when you talk about trying to reach people, if you're a restaurant in your local neighborhoods, in your communities, um, with just a brand play and awareness play, uh, Waze is, is perfect for that because that's exactly who we're targeting. We're not targeting anyone, you know, outside the metros. We're targeting people literally that are driving by your store and giving them some sort of notification. And when you're in the car, especially the reason, one of the reasons Google bought us is obviously Google controls so much in the path of purchase, right? You could reach them on the phone when they're on their couch, in the cafeteria, at a coffee shop. And now you can kind of reach them like when they're in a store or in a restaurant. But Google uh, was not able to touch the driver when he's driving from point A to point B. And that's where Waze fits into that path of purchase, where even if you're doing Google, you're doing Facebook, you're targeting people at all these different moments of need, but you can't target them in the car with that, with, without Waze. And that's where Waze is so beneficial. Now, are you guys using Google Maps inside Waze? Uh, so uh, it's actually the other way around. Google Maps is using Waze data inside of Google Maps. That's beautiful. Yeah. So our data is actually, because we're a social platform and we allow people to input data into the map in real time, uh, we actually get better real-time traffic data, better police data, better construction data than uh, the Google Maps side of things. So um, our data is more accurate and it's faster because we allow our users to enter it in. Wow. Okay, here's, uh, I have a question for you from a standpoint of, you know, a lot of people this, and and I don't think it's just restaurant owners, I think it's any business owner, they're going to say, okay, I'm going to spend $60 to get started, Uh, $60 a month is what I'm going to use for my ad budget for ways to get started, anybody can do this, anybody that owns a business, a brick and mortar can do this, Um, how do I track my ROI on this ad spend, because of course, that's what everybody is going to ask, how do they track the ROI on it? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, there's a few ways and it's going to have to be done, obviously, um, on the restaurant side. But how we track is uh, if you give us, you know, $60 to spend, uh, we spend it evenly throughout a month. So you'll spend $2 a day for 30 days and that'll bring you in uh, 2,000 uh, impressions, if you will. Sorry, or sorry, 1,000 impressions a day. So 30,000 total. And what that does, we measure then how many people see those ads, how many people interact with those ads, and then how many people actually navigate to your restaurant from those ads. So um, when you're looking at what is what does our reporting look like, that reporting looks like, hey, we've seen 60 people drive to your location this month. And we could break that down as well from uh, historical navigations and unique visitors. So uh, it's not, we can say, okay, make sure it's not one guy that just loves our restaurant. He's been there a hundred times. We can measure that out. So we say, okay, we're going to give him one unique um, navigation. And then everything after that, we'll go in the historical navigation. So you know how many unique visitors come to your store. When they're actually in the, in the restaurant itself, how you can measure that is just going to be based on your ad. So if you want people to um, come in, maybe they get a discount or a promotion or offer, you could put that in the advertisement saying, hey, come on in. 15% off our buy one, get one free appetizers, uh, use ways uh, to, you know, say ways ads to the waiter. And then you can get that advertisement um, measured in, in the actual restaurant. There's a lot of different ways we could play with it, but um, it will take some uh, proactiveness on the restaurants end to track it. And we will measure how many people actually get. What I was door. thinking, and this is just something that I put out there one time and I, and, and you and I talked about it. It's kind of off the cuff. I, I would always love if they actually clicked the offer and they were able to download that offer to their phone 
um, and and maybe it was time stamped or whatever it is when they downloaded. And then they can show that to the to the person either at the register or show it to their server. It's a one time thing and they get to use it. I always thought that that would be such a cool add to the application to be able to track that that traffic. Um, but I agree with you, even without that, it does work because we've used it for some of our clients. Right. Um, and you've been hand in hand with me for some of those clients that have run those offers. And what they did is they programmed it into their POS system. They would obviously they would just hit Waze ads uh, and they would do it. And that's how they were able to track how many people, fresh people came in uh, with it and use that. Uh, I think it was a free coffee they gave away, which is, I thought was a great idea. It was a brunch restaurant. They gave away free coffee. And then, of course, they upsold the client and the customer when they came in from a coffee to maybe a muffin or an actual breakfast and things of that nature. And so it really worked. I, again, I, I always think that it's about time. How long you let that ad run, let it run and run and run and run and run. And then what you'll see happen is those navigations will continue to grow. The impressions will continue to grow. And it's just a, it's a lot to me. It's a long-term investment that's massively undervalued with a huge amount of potential. Yeah, exactly. And that's a perfect uh, um, way to look at it too. It's not going to be a quick fix and it's not going to be a one month ordeal. And if you think about it, it's kind of like if you're taking billboards and store signs and putting them into the, into the phone, right? So if I'm, uh, you know, driving to work every day and I see a Joe's Pizza on the side of the road, or maybe I don't even recognize a Joe's Pizza, but on Waze, I see the brand and I see the location pop up when I drive by. I'm not going to go to Joe's Pizza at 9 a.m. Uh, on my right. way to work. And, and on my way home, I may not go to Joe's Pizza because maybe, you know, my wife has dinner ready for me or there's some other plans. So I'm not going to Joe's Pizza on the way home. But I see that Joe's Pizza and I see the brand and I see the location. So maybe, you know, two weeks later, you know, my wife's like, hey, um, pick up two pizzas for Friday night dinner. I don't want to cook tonight or whatever it may be. I don't want to go too far off my route. I remember now because I've seen this ad on Waze that there's a, some pizza joint on my, uh, on my route home. I remember it's Joe's Pizza. I now search for Joe's Pizza on Waze. I navigate there. I buy pizza and I go home. So that's an example of it's not going to be an immediate play, but the, when you recognize brands and you see them over and over again over the course of a couple months, then they start becoming the, the household names in your local areas for all those families that are looking to go there. Audience, I, I, I want to relate that to something because Justin made a lot of really good points in, in what he just said. Touch points. Okay. That's what that's called. It's called a touch point. And, you know, generally, and, and hopefully we're not aging this, this, this episode, but generally it's seven, what is it, Justin? Seven to 10 touch, t- touch points, right? I need to see that ad maybe seven to 10 times, that brand awareness ad seven to 10 times before I make either a buying decision to go in or to make a purchase or whatever it, uh, whatever it is. We all, we all fall into that. So if any of us, and, and all of us can say that we have, have been on Facebook, have been on Instagram, where we've been retargeted, and that advertisement shows up, shows up, shows up, shows up, shows up. Oh, you know what? I've got a need. I remember this brand. I see it again on that 10th, 11th, or 12th touch point, And then I've decided to make a buying decision. So, again, it's a, it's a patience game. It's a slow pay. Underva- uh, to me, it's extremely uh, undervalued from a standpoint of what Waze charges. Um, and it's, and it's just got, it's got massive ROI from a standpoint of brand awareness because you're right in front of the face of the customer. All of us that use Waze 
C, 7-Eleven drop down almost every single time we're driving. C, Dunkin' Donuts drop down every single time we, we, we're driving. We see Texas Roadhouse drop down every time, or Outback Steakhouse, I'm sorry. Outback Steakhouse drop, drop down whenever we're out there. These brands are investing in brand awareness where the customer is, which is on their phones. And it's a really smart play. Um, and, and, and I just can't, I cannot tell you how passionate I'm about it. I can't, I can't tell more about how passionate I'm about it because to me, it just drives so much value. If you're really trying to build that brand awareness for, especially, especially a restaurant. Um, I mean, would you agree with that, Justin? I mean, did anything I say there kind of go off course of what, you know, to me, the, the whole point of ways advertising is? No, I a hundred percent agree. And I absolutely agree with the touch points as well. And, and yeah, people have to understand that Waze is, is just one of the many touch points. So if you're doing some sort of other advertising, you're doing some Facebook, or you're doing other things, um, you subconsciously as a, as a consumer see these brands all the time and don't even realize it. So uh, you're thinking like maybe seven to 10 touch points. Well, I don't see them that many. Well, you do. You just don't realize it because you're not trying to consciously make yourself aware of the fact that I'm seeing these logos all the time. But uh, adding ways into the tool chest in that whole path to purchase, if you will, is just going to increase your touch points and it's going to increase them in more moments of need because people are on the road seeing these brands in their neighborhoods and people have to eat, right? People want to go to restaurants. People want to do the three times a day, you know, restaurants can, you know, provide people what they need. And that's a lot of value when you're looking at people being on the road and driving by these locations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it just, to me, it doesn't get any better. Um, talk to us about how, if somebody, if let's just say if a restaurant owner or a business owner is listening to this, they're looking to drive traffic in, how easy is it for them to go and sign up for Waze Advertising? Yeah, so we, we make it super easy. And, and, and that's one of the benefits of Waze. So I coming from the Google side of things, uh, it's very complicated because Google is a very complex. Tell me about product. it, man. I'm Google Waze Analytics is... and Google Ads certified, and I can tell you it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I work here. And it's not easy. <laughs> so uh, I know uh, Waze is super simple. So if you just go to you know Waze.com/business, uh, you could sign up in literally a matter of five to ten minutes. All it takes is is putting down a credit card, um, having a, a your brand logo uh, in the correct size, and then putting in your ad, typing in what you want. So, um, and then in about 24 to 48 hours, we'll approve the ads to make sure that uh, there's nothing wrong with, you know, what people are writing in those. And then you're up and running. Uh, the, other, the other ways we do it is with our channel partners, um, like Todd, is, is pretty much that you could go through them and then we provide a lot more services uh, to help you out. So he gets support from me. He gets support from our operations teams to help build uh, advertisements, helps with reporting, um, helps with different types of ads and things like that. So uh, if you want to just do it yourself, it takes 10 minutes to sign up with a credit card. If you want to do a little more advanced and you want to, you know, kind of get into the weeds and have a strategy and a plan towards your restaurant, um, that's when we recommend the channel partners because we've trained them up on how to run the ads. And then we're also here to help them and support them. Yeah, I'll tell you, can. the support system at Waze is unbelievable, Justin. I can, I, I can, I can tell you right now, if anybody from Google is listening to this, they have got a superstar in here because – I probably ask more questions than most channel partners, but it's because I always want to be the best at what I do. I think everybody that knows me knows that. Um, but what I really like is that the channel partners have the ability to create those takeover ads. Can we talk about takeover ads for a second? Because I think that's the one that everyone 
that isn't advertising always, that's the one that everyone's most familiar with, right? Is, is seeing a takeover ad. Yeah, for sure. So the takeover ad, if, if you've been on Waze and you drive on Waze, it's the one where when you come to a complete stop at a stop sign or stoplight, it's the little banner ad that pops down um, for a few seconds there to let you read an ad. So how the takeover ad works is it only shows up when the car comes to a complete stop for three seconds or more. Uh, and that's for two reasons. One, driver safety. So we're not trying to encourage our drivers to read ads while they're driving, of course. Um, and the second one is the first thing a driver does is when they come to a stop for more than two or three seconds is they look no down question. at phone. And when they're looking at ways, you know, yeah, of course. And, and usually it's, you know, maybe there's a, see if there's a, a better route, see what's going on on the phone, whatever it may be, maybe mess with the playlist. Uh, but you have those few seconds. And that's when we hit them with an advertisement that's relevant to them along their route. So this isn't just a random spam ad that they're getting. This is something that's going to be along their drive. So when you're a restaurant and you, you want to hit them with an advertisement and you know they're going to be driving by your store in 10 minutes, you could hit them with something where the user says, oh, man, that's useful. And, and even if I don't go there now, I know that's available. So maybe I'll go there a few days from now. And that's where the takeover is very beneficial because you can get some sort of promotional offer, a limited time offer or even just a brand awareness uh, play in front of all these drivers that are along, uh, that are literally going to drive along your um, restaurant, right by your restaurant sooner or later on their route. Uh, and, and, and the takeover is kind of the premium service ad that we offer at Waves. It's it, to me, that's, that's the one I feel like that drives home the most, especially when, when you're, you're, you're trying to, consistently remarket to the local traffic from the new traffic. I think it's great. Um, I, I know that well, the, the ones that we've done takeover ads that we've done for our clients, we've dialed those down into like three miles away, which I think is, or I'm sorry, the way that we do it in ways is kilometers, um, three kilometers <laughs> away. Um, but I, I, I think that is one of the best ways to do it. Um, wanted to pick your brain because you're obviously from Google from a standpoint of what we do being where, you know, platinum reputations, restaurant reputations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, any insights you can give to handling, you know, negative reviews. Um, I know that Google just kind of did a, and, and if not, it's all good, but I know Google just kind of get a, did an update on like review gating and things of that nature. Do you have any details for our listeners on, on anything like that? Like the proper ways to handle a negative review or, um, as far as Google kind of changing up the game a little bit, I'm sure that a lot of that had to do with Facebook's Cambridge Analytica situation, but I know we're, we're trying to keep everybody's, um, information private and, and everyone protected. Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. So I, I, I can, um, shed a little light, but I'm not as familiar with the, with the process, uh, or the changes I should say to right. the process, but the best way is, is, is simply reporting the review online. Um, and, and Google will get to it. So um, most of the changes that are happening right now are internal it's for us to uh, kind of better combat reviews on our end. Um, and, and one of those things is obviously um, quickening the pace of when somebody reports a review as a bad review or there's something wrong in terms of what's said in the review, uh, us taking it down uh, sooner rather than later. Because um, as you can imagine, Google being... The, the beast of a company yes. that it is and the amount of reviews that they have. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a process where people have to read those and make a, make a call. And so um, there's going to be a backlog because there's just so many, there's so yep. much scale. So what we're trying to do is figure out a way to get rid of that backlog. So 
the minute you have a bad review and you report it, uh, it'll be taken down relatively. Yeah, we quick. usually tell our clients, you know, give us 72 hours. Um, I think that's I think three days is a is a good waiting period. You know, um, if 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 we need to, uh, if we see a review that mentions um, certain things, you know, from a standpoint of because I feel like at least myself personally and most of the people that I talk to, Google, Facebook, uh, uh, TripAdvisor, I think those three are the most relevant. Um, but I always think Google has has the most detailed um, and most almost right on the bat right rating for majority of these business. And not only that, I like that Google shares reviews like reviews from other loca- uh, from other pages where they're, they're opening up their platform from a standpoint of, of giving people the ability to see how they match up from Google to where they look like on open table to where they look like on Facebook and things of that nature. I think it's just a, I think it's a great way to go, huh, that's interesting. They're 4.8 on Google. They're 4.7 on Facebook. They're 4.6 on open table, but they're 3.2 on, let's say Yelp. Something doesn't match up here. What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. And one of those things like we recognize the fact that reviews are, are a huge part of, you know, people's decision-making and the decision-making process, especially for restaurants. And our whole concept at Google um, from search to YouTube to pretty much every product is focusing on the user, make it the best experience possible for the person using the product. And when you're looking at all these reviews, there's, there's thousands of sites, but there's obviously, like you said, the few big ones. It's like, why not just make that easier for people to read so they don't have to check eight different apps. Um, and you can kind of just see it on Google maps and kind of scroll through and see different comparisons. So, um, the whole goal of everything we do, uh, is obviously focusing on the user and helping the user, uh, with any type of decision and making it faster for them, uh, in from the a long psychology, run. So from a psychology standpoint, uh, you're keeping more people on Google because then you don't have to leave Google to go compare the reviews. And, and, and to me, it was a very, very smart play by Google. Um, and again, it's just, it, it's, it's the one that I trust the most. One of the great things that if you're not doing it as a restaurant owner, and I know Justin will back me up on this one, um, and him and I haven't even really talked about it, and I'm not gonna, it's not going to be a surprise to him, being able to post to your Google My Business page is such a gigantically big deal. It's not even funny because a lot of people, you have the ability to update something that shows right on your Google My Business page. So if somebody is either searching for something from a discovery standpoint or from a direct standpoint, they have the ability to see something relevant that day about your business on your Google My Business page. It could be that you're running a special. It could be something else. It could be an update, whatever it is. It could be an ad. It could be whatever. Google gives you the ability to do all of that on Google My Business. And the reason I bring that up is, one, if you're a restaurant or any business, it doesn't matter what vertical you're in, and you're not doing that, you're losing. You're not utilizing Google in the right way, and you need to learn how to do that. Two, it's another product that Google gives you for free, right, to be able to advertise to relevant people that are looking for something that is relevant to your business, to be able to make a buying decision and drive traffic. This is without even paying for advertising, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the posting on Google My Business is just uh, a no-brainer in the sense that um, you have to think about your audience and like think about like when you're searching for stuff. If you search for, you know, um, Johnny's Cafe and when it pops up, all of a sudden now instead of just giving the hours, there's a picture of cupcakes and it says, 
hey, free cupcakes at Johnny's from one to two, come on by. That's fun and interesting stuff that people will, will love to see. And that's stuff that when you keep posting, you keep things refreshed, users want to see customized content. They want to see things that are kind of, if in a way, fresh um, and, and useful to them in the, in the moment. So um, when you see, when you go on a post and you see the same eight pictures from the same place, that's fine. But if you, if you can give new pictures, if you give a new, new advice, if you give new content, people will enjoy it. And it goes back not only to Google My Business, but the same on ways when we were talking about a few of just the, the different types of ads that you could post. Um, if people are driving around and, and every month you, you have a new special or a new offer and you can put that on the road, people actually enjoy seeing your ads. Like, oh, let's see what this restaurant's up to this month. Let's see what they have oh, yeah. this month. Let's see what they're doing, doing now. So um, the, the difference with the Google My Business is, is it's just a matter of do you, you know, doing the work. It, it doesn't cost money. It just says, hey, let me put this up there and, and see what happens. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think it's, it, again, it's just testing it, right? It's seeing, put something out there, see how it does. Um, I know with Restaurant Reputations, we post to Google My Business uh, quite often. We use it a lot. Um, I've always said to my clients, if you use Google's platforms, Google My Business, Google Plus, even if, if, if Google Plus does get a, a bad rap and, and, and is what it is, and I still have a Google, My, a Google Plus page. I don't care what anyone says. Um, if you use Google's outlets, YouTube, Google Plus, Google My Business, I always feel like that's just that is just simple, easy SEO, right? Yep, that's it. It's it's very simple. It's easy, and um, it all it all flows back into each other, right? So like Google My Business, uh, SEO, Google Search, everything is just kind of one big funnel uh, to to really hit the users when they're searching for something in the moment of need, whether it's on Google Maps, whether it's on Google Search, whatever it may be. What's your take on, on obviously, you know, I know even with Facebook and, and Instagram and, and Twitter and, and everyone else, all platforms, including Google, um, it, they, they really want people to engage with their audience. Again, I think Google's main thing is we want user experience to be good. We really, that's the one thing that Google always strives for is good user experience. What is your your take uh, on, and, you know, when I say your, it can be Justin's take or it can be Google's take. And I, and I already kind of know Google's take as far as responding to reviews, the importance to responding, not only to the negative reviews, but responding to the positive reviews of when people are, are commenting and giving a rating of a business. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely, uh, it's extremely important in the sense of just from a, from a business perspective, if you think about going back to uh, knowing the audience, right? So when you look at just the, if you take a step back for a second and look at the evolution of, you know, consumer content and how people are taking in content, it went from, you know, traditional like televisions and newspapers to then, you know, Google search where you can now take control and search for what you want and see it to then, you know, video where you're interacting with ads and social with Facebook where you have interaction with other people. It, it's becoming more and more customized sure. and it's becoming more and more to the point where people want to feel like they're interacting with the brand. So when you go on, you see a review and there's a bad review, but then you see that the restaurant responds to that review and says, Hey, sorry to hear about your, you know, your bad service. You know, please let us know like next time you're in the, in the restaurant or we're doing our best to fix it X, Y, and Z. 
you sit there and you say, wow, this restaurant actually cares enough about their consumers and the customers that they're responding to their reviews and trying to see how they can fix it. And the same goes with the positive reviews. Like someone says, oh, that was an amazing dinner, blah, blah, blah. Oh, thank you so much for coming in. It almost feels like a personal relationship where it's like, wow, you know, it's like you go over some a friend's place for dinner. You say, thank you for the amazing food. And they say, hey, thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. It becomes that personalized, customized experience. And people see that when they're looking at these reviews and they, they can equate to that. They understand it. And it, and it really does drive um, you know, lifetime value of customers in terms of you're going to get repeat business from hundred percent. And, and so there, there are some people that, that say, Hey, look, we're just, we're going to take on the, um, the plan of not responding to our positive reviews and not responding to negative reviews. We're just not going to respond to anything at all because we don't want to say anything that could, I guess, hurt us or whatever it is. So we don't respond to any of those. What's, what's your take on that? I mean, everyone has their own strategies, right? Uh, I, I don't want to come out and say one way is better than the other uh, because I am on the representing of Google. But from a personal standpoint, uh, I, I see responding as a way better way of, of connecting with your, with your customers. I just don't see ignoring the customer, even if their reviews um, as a good way of doing business, um, just from a customer experience perspective. When a customer comes in the store, our restaurant, you don't just ignore them and let them sit down and do right. whatever they want. Uh, you know, you sit there, you say, Hey, welcome, come on in. Like, well, how can I, what can I take, what can I get for you, et cetera, et cetera. And the same should go right through the entire process. Yeah. I mean, I, I basically have said, you know, the digital world and the, and the, and the world that we actually live in, the real world that we live in are meshing together and becoming one world. And, and so I use that, I actually use that as an example. When I talk to my clients, I'm like, look, if, if, you know, John, who left you this five-star review, walked up to the owner of the restaurant, you, and said, hey, this, this crab cake was amazing. I got to tell you, it's the best crab cake I've ever had. Would you turn and walk away? No, you wouldn't. You would thank him. And, and on the other side, obviously, if the customer said, this crab cake is terrible, we don't like it, 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 uh, it just wasn't, it, it just did not work for me, uh, you're not, again, not going to turn around, ignore the customer, and walk away. So I, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like, again, it comes into the standpoint of maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's, a, I don't know, but I feel like that, that, that everything is starting to shift more towards that interaction, that engagement and reviews really is where it starts. And then that kind of moves into social media. And then as where, as well as in brand awareness, like when you're advertising always, I think creating an ad that gives something away for free, because I always like the free thing to me, giving 15% off or giving 10% off or whatever it is. I don't think that is enough nowadays to get someone to come into your business. If you give something away for free, odds are, in my opinion, 75% of those people are going to make a purchase just based on you giving something for free because they almost feel like they need to. You know what yeah, I mean? They almost feel agree. bad for taking something for free and walking away. Or they feel like they're they're winning out either either way. I know when I get like a free app, I'm like, oh, let me order one or two more because it's sure. really I'm paying for two, not yeah. three. Um, talk to me a little bit about you know Waze has has come a long way in such a short period of time, and we're starting to see things really, in my opinion, start to speed up. Okay, so Instagram went from 800 million uh, users to one billion users. I'm sure you saw that in a very very short span of time. Um, What's what's on the horizon that we could be looking out for that's coming from Waze? Because I know you guys are working on some cool stuff. And I guarantee you, 
a lot of that stuff, you know, you probably can't talk about right now, but is there anything that you can kind of tease us with from a waste standpoint that you guys are working on that's going to be pretty awesome? Yeah, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get in too much trouble from a, from a non-advertising um, perspective. We're doing a lot of cool stuff with a lot of cities and municipalities where we're partnering with governments and we're helping them um, decongest their entire grid. So for instance, like we have so much data where we know exactly what intersections get built up with traffic at exactly what times. And we're helping these cities kind of deconstruct their grids and reconstruct them in a way where it's going to help everyone um, pretty much with traffic, getting from A to B a lot better throughout a lot of these cities uh, is one of the cool things we're doing. Uh, the other thing we're doing uh, outside of, of the advertising space is um, Waze Carpool, which is in a lot of the major um, cities right now. We're in about four or five cities in the U.S. where um, we're, in, you know, helping people get from point A to point B. One, if you don't have a car, but two, just trying to make it more of a social app again, where people are, are kind of carpooling to the same place together and they can get in that HOV lane, they can get there faster and things like that, that we're kind of just connecting our community members together. On the ad side of things, we're going to do, we're going to do a lot more cooler things with, in terms of targeting, uh, a lot more things in terms of the actual creative ads themselves. So um, right now it's a very standard uh, advertisement, but um, we're looking down the future at a lot of different things that's going to make it easier for you to, you know, target the customers you want to, to hit them with uh, beautiful creative displays where, you know, your, your restaurant looks amazing on the, on these displays that, that pop down um, and, and a lot of, a lot of different things down that road as well. So um, right now it's obviously a very big brand awareness play and, and a measurement play, but you're going to see a lot more cooler aspects um, coming in 2019. What about sure. a review standpoint? Is Waze ever going to get into that? It's a great question. Uh, it's not something that I uh, can discuss without getting in trouble. So. Oh, okay. Well, good enough <laughs> uh, for me. Then that, that answers my question. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's the one thing that I feel like uh, that everybody is kind of moving towards is that they are all, no matter what you're doing, it, we are creating a community. And, and if, if, if there's an application or there is a digital community that is using something on a daily basis and they are able to work together. And, and with Waze, 100%, we talk to each other within Waze. Even if, it's, even if it's like, oh, okay, there was a police officer that was coming up here. That police officer's not there now. I'm going to go ahead and X that part out to let the guy behind me or the guys behind me know that that person's not there anymore. Um, we're talking even if we're not talking, if that makes sense. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. Like Waze's biggest belief is it's all about the community, right? And how do we bring, we have this community of hundred million users. How do you bring people together to help solve problems? And right now the, the main problem we're doing is outsmarting traffic and we're doing that uh, through the way you said, but there could be other problems to solve with transportation and mobile down the road that we're trying to figure out using this uh, mentality that people work better together. And as long as you have a good group of community members, which Waze has uh, in droves, um, you could accomplish amazing things. Real quick question. And this is a, this is just a percentage situation. I was, I heard, and, and I'm pretty sure that this is true. Does Waze have the longest in-app usage just under Facebook? The highest percentage of in-app usage just under Facebook? Is that possible? Is that true? Correct. In the United States, um, for most applications on the phone, so you're looking at like the Snapchats, the Pinterest, the Instagrams, 
Waze is second in in-app usage only to Facebook. Correct. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm obviously I'm dealing with allergies here, but so under underpriced, at least in my eyes, advertising. High, good reporting from a standpoint of, of analytics. Second to Facebook in in-app usage. And you're a brick and mortar store and you're not advertising there. You spend $60 or more a month on Facebook ads and you're not advertising in the app that has, that has the most in-app usage under Facebook or second to Facebook, which is, it has the highest, obviously, and you're not doing it. Question would be why? What is the right answer to that question? That is a great question. I have no idea why you want to be uh, on ways, especially as a restaurant. Yeah. And you answered it right there. So for, for, and, and for anybody to say, Hey, look, we don't have that in our budget. You, you guys are kidding yourselves. You can take $60, reduce it to the ridiculous all the way down to 30 days in a month. And I think you guys can do the math. It does not make sense for you to set it, forget it and create that, that wide net of brand awareness by using ways uh, for for your restaurant, or again, even for your brick and mortar store, that it wants to drive more traffic, guys. That's the one thing that everybody has got to understand is that if you are only utilizing one or two things to drive traffic to your business, you're going to lose heavy. You've got to cast a wide net, and you have to look at absolutely positively every single digital avenue, including ways. Just based on that number alone that percentage and that information alone being that it has the highest in-app usage next to facebook that alone and you're a brick and mortar especially a restaurant and you're not advertising on ways you're losing bottom line would you agree i agree <laughs> now you can use that, that a, you can use great that job. yeah I got it. Yeah, I got to bring you along with me. That yeah, great. and I mean, that's why to, to, to us, it's such an easy sale. I don't even feel like I'm selling it because I'm. it's almost like I'm saying to my clients, like, why would you not do this? Like, this is something that is so easy, so affordable, and you don't really have to touch it. We'll take care of it for you. It's one of those things like, and they're constantly always saying that, like, well, how can we get more traffic? How can we get more people to know about us? Guys, it's called brand awareness. It's very simple. It's very easy. Waze is making it super easy for you. Um, Justin, anything that you can leave us with? I know you. we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, obviously, we deal in that reputation management field. Is there anything that you can leave us with from a standpoint of um, how Waze can change from a standpoint of like menus and things of that nature, because I know restaurants change their menus a lot. They change their prices a lot and things of that nature. Is there anything that needs to happen on ways from a standpoint of like showing a menu? Do they need to do that? Um, so right now at the moment, you, you don't need to show a menu. You can click to it. So you can click a, a URL where it'll go to your menu um, from the app. But the way ways is designed, you have to remember that it's strictly a navigation app. So, Unlike Google Maps, where you could go to Google Maps when you're sitting on your couch to look at menus and you're looking at things, you're only using Waze when you're right. in the car and when, when you're driving. So um, to pull down a menu and try to read it while you're driving, uh, it, it, it's not as big of a, uh, I guess you could say, user interface um, error when you're looking at that in terms of trying to navigate. So when you're looking at Waze, it, the actual menu is not going to be the significant factor. It's going to be more about 
what you have to offer and what you have to tell your customer. Cause you have really just one sentence that you could, you could get to them um, in that moment of need when they're driving to kind of entice them one way or another. And I think um, changing that up, looking at your menu and seeing like, Hey, what can I offer these guys this month? Um, it kind of, it, it gets kind of fun and exciting after a while, you know, you're like, Oh, let's offer this, this month, let's do this, this month and see what kind of ways wages are coming in and see what kind of traffic we could build. And, and people will respond. People love, love these things, especially the ways users, they love the app. They love the promotions, um, especially coming up in the summer season, road trips are, are, are significantly up. Driving is up. People are on vacation. Do you find app usage is when, up in the summertime? Oh, it's up. It's up 20, 24% yeah. uh, to, to, to drives. We, we track over 6 billion miles a month in the United States uh, alone on way. So we're looking at a ton of app usage and a lot of it is going to be going to restaurants because in the summer, most of the spend is going to be in social settings because people are having a good time. They're outside, they're traveling and they're eating and they're drinking and all these things. So uh, this is kind of peak season if you're in the restaurant game to get on, get on the, yeah, get on I that. really, honestly, I, I, I see ways uh, in the future really becoming honestly like a social media outlet. I really, really do. I feel like it from, from the data that you guys have and the continuous updates that you guys do and the community that's built within ways, I really, truly one day hope. And I, and I hope to see it, hope I'm alive to see it. Um, ways actually becoming, uh, you know, uh, an actual social media outlet where people can, uh, once they get to the location, can then talk about the location and share experiences about the location. I hope that's coming. Um, it's something that I'm I, I'm excited about, and if it does, I'll you know of course be behind it. I'm sure Justin's going to send me my free Waze T-shirt. Um, I still haven't gotten that, you know, <laughs> um, but now I'm just joking. But no, I, I I'm a huge fan of Waze. It's why and when when I heard about the ch- the uh, channel partnership opening up, it was something that I jumped on right away. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I understand the program. I feel like I've got a great understanding about it. Hopefully our listeners understand it a little bit more guys. If you're not advertising on ways, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, if you want to learn more, you can obviously reach out to us directly, or you can reach out to, to Justin over at ways. Um, and you can, and we'll obviously we'll put some information down there. If they want to go check out the site and see how easy it is to just to test it out for themselves. And if they want to go more advanced, they can reach out to us, but um, I implore you to at least test it for 90 days. See how it works for your brand. If you need help, you can reach out to us. Justin, thank you so much, man, for, for the, the conversation. Thank you so much for also talking outside of the scope of ways and helping some of our clients understand Google a little bit, a little bit better, which I think is really, really cool in that Google is paying attention to those negative reviews. Um, they're paying attention to what people are saying. Uh, you know, they've made a lot of changes with employees being able to leave negative reviews and things like that. So, um, just understand guys that sometimes it takes longer than 72 hours. Okay. If we're flagging reviews here, because they have got a lot of reviews on Google that they've got to look at and they try to give a personal, uh, a personal touch to looking at those negative reviews, not just an algorithm or a computer, like some of these other review sites. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, you know, Todd, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And again, uh, here to help. So if anyone has a questions or anything, please point them to Todd or myself. And we're, we're happy where to is out. Waze? Where can we follow uh, cool things that are happening with Waze right now? Obviously, we know Fa- Waze has got a Facebook page. Um, Waze on Instagram? Um, I believe they're on Instagram. I, I'm actually, that's a great question. And I know Facebook is, is the big one. Twitter is a big one as well um, on social. And then 
Um, we should have an Instagram page as well. If you just, I'm sure if you just hashtag ways, you can oh, see yeah. uh, what's awesome. going on there. Justin Nabaza, Nabazna. I always, I call you Justin Nabuza. That's just my little nick. That's just my little <laughs> nickname for you. But um, guys, be sure to go. Be sure to go follow Ways everywhere that's out there. Um, be sure to to uh, utilize the app. And again, if you're if you're looking to advertise in, in within the app, remember that one thing that I said and that Justin had mentioned as well. It is the it is second to only Facebook in in app usage. That is massively massively high. So if you're if you get in now, now's the time to get in there. And just like Justin mentioned, summertime is here. Uh, and you, you, they're they're massively up in in-app usage right now. So now's the time to start advertising there. Waze, huge fan, love it, Justin. I love you, brother. Thank you so much, Justin from Google, Justin from Waze. Thanks again for being on the show, man. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate you, brother. This has been a Todd Collins official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official or visit us at www.toddcollinsofficial.com. Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.